It's going to be hairy. Check. It's going to be dramatic. Check. It's going to be fucking awesome. Check. It's the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. I'm Chris. And I am Matt. Matt, would you say you are the hairy component, the awesome component, or the dramatic component? Hairy. <laughs> With an extra H? <laughs> so he does it. There were two podcasts again last week, Matt. Still on the holiday schedule. The first was with Cousin Sal. Uh, the second was a mega playoff preview. Featured Ryan Russillo as permanent guest of that episode, <laughs> along with Seth Wickersham, Peter Schrager, and then House. Seth Wickersham to talk about the Patriots. <laughs> dun, dun. What a shock. God. It's the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. Here we go. first podcast the one with cousin sal was one hour 48 minutes and 30 seconds at 135 pearl jam at 418 the swallow they're the four seed assuming throaty we have a new contributor to the bill simmons podcast podcast yes nick hi nick nick welcome to the podcast you are getting paid zero dollars at 938 nick points out bill goes the full ron burgundy the pats are always smarter than everybody else usually i kind of like it matt i like it do you have anything to say about Boston teams in general? They all cheat. <laughs> Their advantage is that they are smart enough to cheat. Yes, the media reports uh, this week, once again, cheating Boston teams. 11-24, make play Joe Bluth nominee. They had a couple wide receivers make play. I could never, today I could never keep keep track of who was who. That's tough. What? Maybe <laughs> for those of you scoring along at home, that's they had wide receiver make play. <laughs> And he apparently could not keep track of what wide receiver was making the plays. 1447 things. You go through all the things. Do you want to go through all the things? I'd like to know what they are. At 15 minutes, Matt, I recognize one of the dangers of discussing sports, especially sports played with balls, is that balls can become a topic of conversation. Yeah. Nonetheless, this was awesome. The balls hang up in the air too much. As an older gentleman, I do not have any problems with my balls hanging up in the air too much. It sounds like maybe it's... It would be like a problem you would have when trying to castrate a horse. I feel like anybody who's getting castrated, regardless <laughs> of the species, their balls are going to be up in the air. Because that's a, a terrifying, you know. At 1730, Matt, your response? I really respect Wentz. You believe him? Not really. Yeah, he kind of dithers on this, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. 1909. I don't think they're very good. I didn't think they were even, I thought they were going to either lose to Buffalo or win by three last week. Matt, is this reverse jinxing? When Bill goes on and on about how the Pats aren't that good. He claims, after the Patriots lose again the next week, ha-ha, Bill, that it wasn't reverse jinxing and he really believed it. Convenient. He's right either way. Right. At twenty two forty nine thing. So we've been on this Jameis thing for like two months. At twenty five twenty nine, sometimes what makes the most sense is to just let the other person make the joke and then move on. Not to Bill. To end the season on a pick six? I don't know what. Maybe we need to come up with a name. Pick six feet under something? I don't know. <laughs> pick six under see the pick six feet under makes sense because you're dead as a result of the right. pick six the pick six under has no meaning now bill thinks and, it's uh, an improvement on and, sal's joke and it was good like the i, I like that sal joke and then bill just trying to like joke hump <laughs> can't get it right at 2801 never let credit go untaken a lot of people seem to think that testator has toned it down oh really yeah that it's like when garrett stopped clapping Maybe, maybe we could take a small victory in that we've made so many jokes. Maybe somebody told him or something. I, he may have. Matt, would you like to take any credit 
for the work we've done here at the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast? No, I'd like to take a small victory. Maybe we could take a small victory. <laughs> Where are you going to take it? <laughs> I don't know. Possibly the Coliseum. It's a Rome joke. <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle back around at 2825. You know what's a nice callback, Matt? Is to a conversation you and I had <laughs> off air and you sent it to me on text. Well, you said it in the text. Maybe what we could do is uh, I could hold the text up to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> 2904 thing. The Phil Rivers thing really quickly. He's got a bunch of kids. That's all I'm going to say. Make your own Phil Rivers thing really quickly joke. At 3229, what side are we talking about? I was never sold on the coaching side of the San Diego. <laughs> We're talking about the coaching side. Yeah. Uh, and it's of the San Diego. <laughs> Which is, by the way, not where they play. <laughs> also, if he had at least said the San Diego Chargers or of San Diego, you know, weirdly, we will come back to side again. <laughs> But not before this at 3352, snort. I could do that. <laughs> at 3508, I don't know what kind of relationship <laughs> Bill has with his kid who's either 11 or 12. I think he's 11. But it doesn't sound like these are the kind of things that should be going through a father's mind. I don't feel physically threatened, even though it feels like I should be because I have this mm -hmm. little tiny person screaming at me. He's not. <laughs> he, he wants to make it clear to, to us, Matt. He is not physically threatened by this child, but he thinks some people might think he should be. He's like, I know that Ben won't actually do anything with that knife he's licking. <laughs> Matt, at 37.53, Bill wants to talk about strength of schedule regarding the Patriots yeah. of New England. I mean, no. I guess maybe their schedule is a little bit easier. Now, I did a little bit of independent research. I know that's unlike oh. the Bill Simmons podcast podcast, mm. but I did. Oh, Matt, you're going to interrupt my research with something delicious? <laughs> How dare you? I love research. Here are things Bill and his guests found delicious or just made noises about on last week's episodes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 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 Wow. Oh. Never really, I was like, And now, back to the research. So this is what I found out. I did two kinds of research. Research about anticipated strength of schedule for the 2019 NFL season, and then research about actual strength of schedule. It turns out the anticipated strength of schedule, at least per CBSSports.com, this is published in February of 2019, was that the team with the lowest strength of schedule was the Washington Redskins. And tied for 27th with four other teams for the second to easiest strength of schedule, the New England Patriots. Yes. In an article, this is the only one I could find, from PowerRankingsGuru.com. <laughs> published or updated December 30th of 2019, the easiest strength of schedule after all the games had been played, New England Patriots. Oh, did PowerRankingsGuru.com just aggregate power rankings? It represents the average difficulty of those opponents that each team has faced, and then it says, or will face, but by this point they've already faced them. Our strength of schedule shows the current average ranking for each opponent that a given team has faced to date. So on December 30th, the most difficult opponent rank was for the Seahawks. The Dolphins were 23rd. The Patriots were 32nd. Oh, 32nd. That's so the last. Anyway, you're good, <laughs> good, good number look, uh, looking. Uh, good number looking? Yeah, you look at those numbers and you came up with that. Bad. Patriots, easiest strength of schedule in the NFL. This is another item submitted by contributor Nick at 3948. Remember the Romans conversation? Will Greer, who they just basically threw to the, uh, to the Lions, not yeah, the Detroit not Lions. Now, maybe an ancient Rome, Matt, but as Nick, <laughs> contributor Nick, points out, the phrase is actually thrown to the wolves. Yes. Not thrown to the lions. This seems to be a recency bias, something Bill is very in favor of discussing. 
because he was just talking about the Lions game. But in fact, no one was metaphorically speaking or literally speaking thrown to any Lions well, or Detroit Lions. If they had been playing the Lions, at least then it would have kind of made sense. Yeah, it would have been a joke. Yeah, they weren't. Instead, there. he is a joke. <laughs> Matt, this is a weird discourse and a sad commentary on the state of Bill's marriage at 40 and three seconds. It would be like if you got rid of your wife and you dated somebody for five weeks and then you're like, all right, honey, come on back. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, what? You just got rid of me. What point of view is Bill talking from? He initially says, if you got rid of your wife. Yeah. It would be like if you got rid of your wife. And then you dated someone for five weeks. And you dated somebody for five weeks. And then you come back. And then you're like, all right, honey, come on back. And then you're like, wait, what? You got rid of me. You just got rid of me. Is he playing the part of the husband and the wife? You get rid of your wife and then you say you got rid of me? Yeah. You at least need to keep your point of view Consistent at forty fourteen, <laughs> laugh. Podcast too, too close to home. <laughs> Wheeze. Oof, that was a rough one, Matt. That sounds like uh, Star Trek doors opening in slow motion. <laughs> at forty one minutes. Well, that was my lesson for the for to take forward to next year. That was my lesson for to take forward for next year. Whenever I or meet with my kids' teachers at, t- at parent teacher conferences, this is what I always ask: What are they learning? How are they doing? <laughs> What lessons will they take forward to next year <laughs> at 42.14, this swallow? And then, of course, comes at 42.21, this swallow. The line starts moving, ends up seven and a half this morning. Matt, let's do a quick comparison, okay. starting at 42.56. We're going to compare two things. Bill suggests these two things. Let's take a break to talk about Google Assistant and the Ringer NBA show. What do those two have in common? All right, Google Assistant and the NBA show. The idea is to determine what they have in common. You ready? Here's what he suggests we consider. Well, first of all, the Ringer NBA show is a really good show. All right. On the <laughs> one it. hand, Ringer NBA show, really good. Let's, Let me write let's, this down. I don't see you writing, Matt. <laughs> but the people don't have to know that, Chris. We put up at least four episodes a week. All right, many episodes. All right, keep going, Bill. Featuring a bunch of rotating Ringer hosts. All right, so far we've only talked about Ringer <laughs> NBA show, but it's got hosts. Okay, keep going. As well as the mismatch twice a week with Kevin O'Connor. And Chris Vernon. I know those guys. All right. I guess that's a sub show on the Ringer NBA show. Mm -hmm. So here's what this has to do with Google Assistant. All right. We're waiting with bated (laughs) breath, although I thought we were comparing things, not saying what they have to do with each other. But but here comes the climax, Matt. If you like the NBA, if you like hearing people argue about the NBA and talk about the topical storylines as they're happening. Okay. But (laughs) uh, I feel like we're starting to wander. Go ahead. Wow. You should tell the Google Assistant. So that's what they have in common? <laughs> what they have in common is you can fucking tell the Google Assistant <laughs> what they have you want to listen to the show. Is one exists and the other also exists. And then you can ask one about the other. That's, the, that's their commonality. Hey, Google, pause the Ringer NBA show podcast. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> this is great. So do you think that the original intent for this was that they were going to start playing it? He would say that and it would pause and they would like demonstrate. What is the point of this? He's like, here's a thing you can do. Trust me, it will work. <laughs> do we ever actually hear it? No. But can you pause it using Google Assistant? As a matter of fact, you can. Just like this. Here, let me pause this thing that has not begun. <laughs> yes. We'll be back right after this. Troika. Troika. Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast 
to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. At 4539, thing. The San Francisco thing. At 50 minutes and 47 seconds, thing. Casey loses to whoever from the Houston Buffalo thing. Oh, the Houston Buffalo thing. Game. He means game. <laughs> At 5310, when we have our conversations, our witty repartee, reminiscent of the Algonquin roundtable, we wear our barb proof vests. You guys are firing barbs at each other? <laughs> firing barbs? I, isn't that a mixed metaphor? You fire bullets. It's like uh, you have this gun, but all it shoots are like thorns. That's the lesson I'm going to take forward. At 57 minutes. Remember how we talked earlier about the other side? This, I think, is what it foretold. On the other side of the of the fence, they always seem to have trouble when they play against people that used to be in their infrastructure. Well, so what Bill is trying to say is that when the Patriots play against people who used to be on the Patriots, either no, as players, in their infrastructure, <laughs> either as players or coaches, or I guess Scott Pioli or somebody that was uh, inside the building in administrative capacities, that it's hard when they're on the other side of the field or when they are the opponents. I don't know what the fuck fence has to do with anything, Matt. The grass is always greener. Where does the fence fucking happen? I just can't understand why fence is a word that needs to be used. I find it offensive. Okay. Saw that one coming before you got there. 5753. Matt, do you think this is up to the standard set by one Sir Jim Cunningham? How worried are you going to scale one to ten? I think it's over. Jim, get this man a microphone. <laughs> Come on, Jim. <laughs> And I'm sure a lot of people do. I don't know if they're watching four or five games at once and all that stuff. They're not. <laughs> Most people have one TV. Not enough TVs. At the same. I mean, I guess it's possible you're watching another game on a small screen. He said four or five. So. Yeah, but even one more TV <laughs> just seems unlikely. Do you think that's true? I do. At 101.16, vagueness. All that stuff. What stuff? Oh, no, it's more like how much of that stuff. <laughs> at 101.55, a Joe Bluth nominee that then leads into... Dubious decision-making on the part of Julian Edelman as a result of head trauma. Or he's good enough at pretending to, you know, to fake the signs that he has one. Why would Julian Edelman fake signs that he has a concussion? <laughs> it seems like what he would want to do is, if he has a concussion, fake signs that he is concussion-free. Undilate his pupils. Yeah. Walk in a straight line, <laughs> be able to remember words or phrases over a short term. At 104.12, this snort. <laughs> At 105.01, you know it's a bummer, Matt? This. The fact that the Eagles are actually in the playoffs is a bummer. You know what was a worse game? This fucking Patriots game. <laughs> That's not true, That's though. not true at all. The yeah. Patriots <laughs> loss to the Titans was riveting. Eagles, eh, I thought they had a shot. Quarterback maliciously hurt. <laughs> it did look rough. The <laughs> double dong bong. He speared him. You think afterwards he was faking like he didn't have a concussion? Or was <laughs> he was faking like he did? There was a report like today that they missed it and he told them. And this is like shameful. I hate myself for this. But I was like, why did you tell him, Carson? <laughs> <laughs> Keep playing. At 106.28, if there's one thing you could have guessed about what happened with Kyle's Mustang, Maxine, it's this. What did, did you name the Ford Mustang yet? I did. But more importantly, I got a pair of dice. Every time I have heard that more importantly... Kyle got a pair of dice for his new car. I have laughed out loud. <laughs> there is something so perfect about the way he says it and what he did. I did, but more importantly, I got a pair of dice. At 107.05, CarMax has still not updated their warranty. He signed up for the additional CarMax 90-day 4,000 limited warranty. You either get this special kind of coverage on your vehicle for 90 days or for 4,000. 4, 
You know, the funny thing is, since then, Matt, he has recorded podcasts where he does say that the 4,000 applies to Miles. At 110.25, while talking about Ben Simmons' love for Friday Night Tykes, Matt, our Kevin Malone nominee of the week. And my son loved this offensive coordinator, one of the team. Matt, I have a tradition in my house. Uh, and it's that we, uh, every year at around December 25th, celebrate Christmas. Oh, There's no particular unique. reason for it. It happens, you know, dealings with faith and uh, family and things like this. At 110.55. They celebrate Christmas every year because, you know, their parents are dead and they've just very close Irish family. We would be <laughs> derelict in our duty if we did not point out there was a swallow in that conversation. <laughs> but more importantly, I think there are a lot of families in the nation uh, and in the world who celebrate Christmas every single year, and their parents are not dead. Uh, and they may not even be a very close Irish family. Ethically, it was pretty dubious, I felt like. I don't know that it is unethical, <laughs> meaning that it is somehow a contravention of society or culture's belief in what is right and what is wrong to, in a family Yankee swap, take the 11-year-old scratch-off tickets when you're a 30-year-old cousin Lauren. I don't think it's an ethics issue. It yeah. might be a bad choice. The tickets he cannot l- technically legally use. Right? Yeah, it seems like if a kid is allowed to play the lottery, that actually falls more under the morals concern than taking the tickets from the kid. And then, of course, Bill is concerned based on what he knows about his son at one twelve eighteen. Knowing him and knowing that he can fly off the handle, I'm not worried he's going to like have... like. You fly off the handle and start to start being like the offensive coordinator of Friday Night Tikes. Oh, you're worried that he might fly <laughs> off the handle because he's known to fly off the handle. I understand. I also love that like Bill, his wife, Zoe, and they're all standing there or they're sitting down on the couch at the Yankee Swap and all of a sudden cousin, whatever her name is, Lauren, Lauren comes in, takes Ben Simmons lottery tickets and then Bill and his wife and Zoe have to be like, Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> a, a deafening silence yeah. descends on the whole room as they wait for the explosion from this child. Like, this is going to be so embarrassing. Luckily, somehow. starts cursing at these people. This 10-year-old manages to, to keep the curses to himself until they get into his car. He's 10 at the time. They get in the car, and then, then Bill explains at 112.35 the response from Ben in the car. I'm never going to Yankee Swap again. Sucks. I hate Cousin Lord. That's bullshit. Matt, if I said it's bullshit that a relative <laughs> took my scratch cards in a Yankee swap and I said that word to my parents or in front of my parents when I was 10, I would have been concerned for my ASS. <laughs> the S-H-I-T would have absolutely hit the F-A-N, although fan, not a dirty word. My God, this kid's fucking balls. That would have been well, that there's no been consequences, Armageddon. Chris. Also, you know what would have happened is if my siblings were in the car, it would have been the absolute highlight. And it would have always been known as that time Chris said bullshit to mom and dad in the car. Bill and his wife were probably like, all right, we got to keep him calm. We don't want anything bad to happen. No more broken windows. Don't look him directly in the eye. Get the syringe ready with the orangutan grade, orangutan grade sedatives. What a weird animal to choose. Because if you can put down a big old monkey. You know Ben Simmons is going to go out, even if he's got that trampoline strength. <laughs> Orangutan, by the way, the most delicious powdered monkey-flavored <laughs> breakfast drink at one twelve forty-six. This is Joe Bluth nominee. So, so this is bit, how old is cousin Lauren? At one fourteen twenty-three, an ad botch. Carmax.com. You can start there and explore. You know who wouldn't stand for that? Carmax. Carmax. <laughs> the medicated lip balm, now in classic flavor. And others. What is classic flavor? Mm, it's like camphor <laughs> and yellow. 
I love that Bill loves the Irishman now. I'm glad you brought it up. At 117.56, there's a discussion of the Irishman with Cousin Sal. I had enough people in my life who I respect who Mm. was adamant. Bill took a position, thought, this is good. I'll take this contrarian position and people will think I'm smart. And then everybody was like, this is the dumbest shit you've ever said. And he was like, oh, I changed my mind then. It is good. I'm like you now, right? You like me more now, don't you? Also, the people was adamant. I think he means they were. At 119.07, a sinister laugh. And Matt, much more sinister, slowed down. You know the best time to watch a long movie like The Irishman? Uh, no, when? Well, it's in the evening, but to be more specific, listen here at 121.30. Oh. Do like a, like a 10 at night when everyone's in sleep. <laughs> Have we found something out about the Simmons family? <laughs> the Is robots. It, they are robots, right? <laughs> they, they are in sleep. And now he, he managed to catch himself before he said mode, but they are in sleep. The, and the guy fucking never corrects himself at 123.28. Zoe Simmons with a fact check. It's Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> Internet? My name is not Zendaya. My name is Zendaya. Confirmed. Zoe Simmons. Remember to put it in this time, Chris. I want to say something about Zoe Simmons because we give Ben Simmons a lot of shit. She sounds super smart yep. and well-spoken yeah. for a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. He has, it seems, got one of his kids right. At 126.36, if you could say TikTok correctly once, you dare not try it again. TikTok as kind of the breakout app of the year. Even yeah. TikTok. At 136.55, this swallow. Two. Oh, you were watching it too? Bill only has eyes for what Ben is doing. Zoe, doesn't really matter. At 143.03, something else Zoe has picked up from her father. I would like to reiterate that I think she's good, and I think she would do a better job hosting this podcast than her father. Well, have you listened to the For Realsies segment? No, I don't want to hear that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the content, though. You're kind of an intimidating guy. Says who? Your blue eyes says who. (laughs) The thing that's the most uh, terrifying about Bill Simmons' blue eyes is whenever you watch him on his TV show and he just stares blankly at whoever he's interviewing and you have to wonder, is he dissociating right now? Is there a fugue issue at (laughs) 146.07? Like it's... (laughs) At 147.30, why bother branding your Bill Simmons podcast as anything but this? That's it for the BS. No more BS on this episode, Matt. We'll be back after this. But first, but first, thank you to executive producer Sean and new executive producer and star patron Joshua. We'd also like to thank producer Jeff, as well as producer Scott and our newest patron, College Football Brothers Podcast. Who you can also check out on Patreon, just like just like for us, Matt. Do it. BS Pod Pod. You can also email us, bspodpod at gmail.com if you have ideas like contributor Nick. Can't believe we uh we were to secure that email address. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's... <sighs> My mom's name is Barb. <laughs> so it's like, here's what it shoots. Your mom. And then... <laughs> Sounds like a terrible insult. It shoots your mom. And then uh, that girl from Stranger Things who disappeared in the oh, first season. scary. It's like if my mother was a human cannonball. <laughs> they were firing... Load the barbs! <laughs> voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to vote 
a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. Matt, the second podcast of last week was two hours, 23 minutes, and 28 seconds long. It was co-hosted by Ryan Rossillo and featured Seth Wickersham, Peter Schrager, and Joe House. There's an ad botch 10 seconds in. We need the right tools to help keep your hiring streamlined and efficient. Remember, Matt, on these ads that he botches, he is getting paid for them. That is to say, paid to do the right thing. Nick, by the way, calls them ad flubs. I kind of like that. Okay, fine. Pearl Jam at 240. At 4.03, what a terrible way to start the new year. David Stern passed away yesterday. It was a terrible way to start the new year if you're a basketball fan. Yeah, or if you're David Stern. (laughs) This guy just has no humanity. (laughs) You know what's a bummer for me? A dude dying. At 4.54, sounds a little too on the nose to me. Everybody has like their personal story and everything was centered around that. Now that part of that might be just that's where we are this decade where it's a lot of it is narcissistic and through that lens. Hmm. Matt, can you think of anybody who who views topics through his own personal lens? Perhaps someone who thinks that uh, it's really sad that somebody else died for them. <laughs> At 5.02, Bill says how memorable it was to meet David Stern for the first time. The first time you met him, you actually indelibly remember. I know I do. I can understand why Bill would so indelibly, as he says it, remember the first time he met David Stern. Right, Bill? I'd probably met him for a handshake or whatever. Oh, wait. So, in (laughs) fact, you don't remember the first time you met him. You remember the first time you went to his office, but you don't remember the first time you met him, or you're not sure. At 6.03, Ryan speaks for us all. Did you throw him a ton of your dumb theories? All-star. Matt, I hate to think about the amount of hand soap David Stern (laughs) must have gone through. At seven minutes. His just his fingers are just everywhere for 60 years. They're dirty. They must be <laughs> filthy. His fingers were everywhere for 60 years. How do you botch this fucking phrase that badly? At 10 minutes and 12 seconds, Bill, continuing to be sensitive and sympathetic, says this. They traded for Vin Baker, who everybody knew was an alcoholic. Wow. So thoughtful <laughs> and sensitive. You know, you can actually be a functioning member of society and suffer from the disease of alcoholism. Yep. Bill would rather just... <laughs> Shit on you. Sorry, Vin Baker. Much respect. Or as he called him, Vin Bleaker. <laughs> 11 minutes in, it's clear one of the criticisms Bill has for the late David Stern is that he did this somewhat. He bounced a little bit, but not enough, I don't feel like, those last five, six years. Bounted? Bounted. Yeah, I, I could not figure out what this word was. <laughs> it, paper towels. Bounce or bunt? What is to bount? <laughs> At 13 minutes and seven seconds, don't think harder think this. They're just trying to think smarter than the NFL. Matt, who has ever tried to not think smarter <laughs> than anything? At 1352, another Joe Bluth nominee. 500, 500, right. Lake what, of, what, what did he pay four, the words? 460 four for the words? Yeah, right. That's got to be in the lead for now. At 1835, a snake introduces a thing. I think the Seattle thing, I, I still understand why it's a snake. Because <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a snake licking its lips with the what? tongue thing. Wait, thing. <laughs> 20 minutes and 18 seconds. Doesn't explain the Seattle thing, though. Seattle seems to be the thingiest of all things, because here it is for a third time, 20 minutes and 27 seconds into the second podcast of last week. I don't get why he didn't care about this Seattle thing. Even though we're here to pay respect to the late David Stern, 
That doesn't mean that he's above criticism on Bill's podcast at 2605. He's going to use every misstep against you, every vocal, whatever, and you just have to be at the top of your game. What? Every vocal what? <laughs> like if, whatever. If you missay a word? <laughs> every audible thing that comes from you, he will use. For instance, mouth sounds, swallows, <laughs> Saying snakes. words wrong, using words incorrectly, <laughs> leaving words out. I have a newfound respect for David Stern. Listen, Matt, if you're going to draw some sort of analogy to video games, you got to do it just like this at 2657. Yeah, I was like, almost like a video game where you're like, I just played the best person at this video game and I didn't like get my ass kicked. So having a successful conversation with David Stern, he's like doing really well at Madden. <laughs> if you were playing the best person at Madden. <laughs> at 2958, continuing with his respectful <laughs> reminiscence of David Stern, Bill says this about his power hungriness. Whether he got drunk with power the last 10, 12 years, it's up for debate. And then follows up with the fact that he is not against the argument. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't. I w wouldn't be against the argument. It's like if you were at a funeral, everybody was like, man, this guy, he was so great. And then you were like, and if you said he kind of sucked for the last decade of his life, I, you know, I couldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> Brings a tear to my eye. Thirty thirty one. Laughter. <laughs> and a thud. Bill has staked out a position at 33-14 about the 49ers if they were to reach the Super Bowl. And it's got to be one of two things. They're going to be favored if they make the Super Bowl or they'll be like three-point underdogs. They're either going to be favored <laughs> or not. 34-07, whatever. I just thought it was wrong or whatever. At 34-40, Bill digs into history with the architects of the modern Patriots dynasty. And it's just these three men. 20 years of Kraft, Belichick, and Kraft. Kraft? <laughs> Kraft. Belichick? Belichick. And Kraft. And Kraft. It's possible he's thinking Robert Kraft, who owns the Patriots, and maybe Jonathan Kraft, who he has never spoken about in no. recent memory, uh, who was like the president or GM or something. He gets Kraft right <laughs> once. He then adds a T to Belichick and then takes the T off the end of Kraft. Well, that's, now you know where it came from. <laughs> at 3455, this happens at family gatherings at the monkey house. Aunt Mo and just some shit starts pulling out. And you're like, holy really shit. You get a family <laughs> argument and some shit starts pulling out? <laughs> this is a callback to our orangutan. <laughs> at 45 minutes, this swallow. You know, like when Brady was suspended. I think Brady. Horrible. At 4551, it's pronounced horribly. Because the Titans are a horrible matchup for the Patriots. At 49-17, Bill lies. Sorry to bring this to another Boston team, but... Bullshit. <laughs> this whole exercise is you brought Wickersham in to talk about a Boston team. At 50 minutes and 18 seconds. 20 years of excellence. 19 years of excellence. Whatever. Whatever it is. <laughs> at 51-55. At 53-49, this Joe Bluth nominee. What's... <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing, right? He sucked last year in the cold... At 54.06, you know who you might want to talk to? Shapes with wealth. You've been known to talk to the rich guy circles in the NFL. You know, the weird thing is whenever you talk to a rich guy circle, it's hard to find a good angle. All right, fine. That's a geometry yeah, joke. Yeah, I don't know. At 59.59, breathe, Bill. Just breathe. On FanDuel, a sportsbook, America's biggest online sportsbook for a reason. Really came to a head there. I started holding my <laughs> breath in sympathy. At 109.11, at 109.42... 
right, all the R's. Do you think he was terrified? <laughs> no, he like was, a ghost appeared and he was, he was stuttering? No, he was freezing. <laughs> he got really yeah, cold. Yes. <laughs> At one twelve forty two thing. He's yeah. gonna have a moment like that in this Houston thing. He means game. At one sixteen oh eight thing. The the whole primetime thing everybody throws out. At one seventeen ten, swallow. Games even this now, Matt. There is a player on the Minnesota Vikings, a running back named Dalvin Cook. Yes, not Cooks. All right, Cook. Which is why it is hard to interpret what Bill means at one nineteen fifty one. The recipe for Minnesota would be Cooks Cook again. So is he saying he thinks Minnesota will be cooking the man named Cook? <laughs> yes, Minnesota Cooks Cook. They plan to eat him. Is that a good thing? I don't think he knows what this guy's <laughs> fucking name is. At one thirty one thirty six, this snort. <laughs> Sack. <laughs> Here's this. At 132.55, thing. They're going to be doing a whole Golden Globes thing this weekend, so stay tuned for that. Ooh, nice internal promotion. <laughs> Here's something else that uh, contributor Nick pointed out at 134.55. This slate is tasty and scary. Are you more feeling tasty or scared? It sounds like a weird show on Nickelodeon or something where they're not exactly sure what words to teach kids and they just draw a couple out of the hat. How do you feel tasty? <laughs> oh, Matt, let me show you. <laughs> Gross. At 151.51, Bill is not sure what to do in case of emergency. It was like, this is this is the emergency break the fire extinguisher. <laughs> this is great. Bill is at work and a fire erupts. <laughs> and they're like... Bill, quick, do what you do in emergencies. And he's like, great, smashes the fire extinguisher. <laughs> now we won't have to worry about that saving our lives. At 152.50, Kyle, the producer, comes in second to Jim Cunningham, who was not even present. How many dopey trick plays do we have this year? Like six? Yeah, for real, Matt. That's exactly what it sounded like. Kyle responded to a question from Bill. And it is completely inaudible. It was like he nodded or something. <laughs> At 153.24, laughter and snorting. Sack. <laughs> Plus clapping. At 154.06, more snorting. Here's his- hey, Kyle, when was the <laughs> drunkest you ever got at your uh, uncle's house? The drunkest I've been at your house was uh, a holiday party. <laughs> At 159.57, here's how disagreement works. House, I love the fact that we disagree. That gives me strange comfort. One of us will be wrong. One of us will be right. Maybe that's the way it should <laughs> yeah, that's be. The, that's the way it works. <laughs> House like subtly being like, yeah, you fucking idiot. At 205.49, Matt, I don't know why this comment from uh, Joe House about Dwight Howard's betaness was met with silence. Yeah, He's a beta. That's who Dwight is. No response? It feels like uh, like the next line was going to be, well, guess who's here today with us, <laughs> Joe? At 205.51. God, this is so Finally, good. we're almost done with the fucking NFL. I'm very excited to talk to NBA with you guys. I'm excited to get through these next four weeks of NFL so we could get to all the awesome NBA subplots. Isn't it going to be great when we're done with the NFL playoffs yeah. so we can almost be at the fucking NBA All-Star break? The NFL great. is like the NFL is like the hand job when you go to the uh, massage parlor. You just want to get it out of the way. Yes. At 212.26. A Joe Bluth nominee and a snort. <laughs> Langford, come quiet. Let me think about it. <laughs> At 212.37, a snort. At 216.46, how true is it, Bill? Player on the <laughs> true, true, yeah. Matt, at 221.52, as contributor Nick points out, Bill is not exactly sure where he lives. As we 
a New Year's New Year's Day brunch yesterday. Oh, um, at this place, Le Petit Paris in uh, downtown downtown um, L.A. And then that's followed up by Bill describing what he had to eat, which he calls this croque monsieur. Robot judges. Croque monsieur. Croque monsieur. You know, Matt, I looked up what croque means. Yeah. And what monsieur means. Well, let's hear it. Robot judges. Sir crunches. Sir crunches. <laughs> this has been the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sir Crunchy. Crunches. <laughs> Whatever. Because of your abs, probably. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, imagine your name was Will. <laughs> what? I was like, he's telling the story about him. (laughs) Whatever. Got it. (laughs) No, wait. Keep going. This is going to go at the end. (laughs) I do do want to imagine his name is Will. So then what happens? Then something happens with your wife, right? No, no, no. no. It's like, he's telling the story and he goes, Uh imagine my... So so he's like, I got this friend, right? Like, that's the joke I'm trying to get to. Okay, good. My friend, Will Bimmons. Yeah, see? Come on, we got there. All right. This is definitely going to the end.